I've consistently grown my income while reducing the amount of hours I'm working in my business. And I truly believe that it's this business model that took me over 10 years to figure out and construct that's been the secret to my success. Welcome to another episode of Founder Stories. In today's episode, is a little bit different. I don't have a guest sat opposite me. It's just me talking to camera. This series is called Business Class, and I really hope that these short, sharp episodes are educational, entertaining, and they're even more practical than the founder stories that you may have been listening to, whereby I'm going to teach key components and key secrets to my success that's enabled me to grow my business every single year for the last 12 years, while actually driving down the amount of time that I work in the business. It's given me more freedom to do what I want to do with who I want to do, when I want to do it. I've got young kids, I've got a family. I really enjoy spending a lot of time with them. For those of you that follow me on social media, you'll see that I get up to a fair amount. Yesterday, I went uh, for a mountain bike ride for most of the day, and the business is still operating. It's still growing. It's still making more money. We're still taking on clients. Our clients are really, really happy. So whether you are involved in running a service business, whether you have a product-based business or an e-commerce business, all of this and this business model will apply to you. So enough waffle. My name's Simon Clue. I'm the CEO of founder of Grow Factor, and let's get into the content for today. So how do you maximize profit? How do you get the most out of your business for every unit of hard work that you're putting in? Well, I come up with this model, which I'll put on screen for you. It may look a bit complex and a bit daunting, but if we start out with just the three key components of the business, any business, really, what we want it to do is maximize its growth potential or maximize its profit potential. If you do that, it will give you three things. It will give you freedom of time. So you're choosing to work. You don't have to work. It will consistently make you good money. And the money that you make will increase every week, every month, every year. Your cash flow will go up, which will mean that you can level up your life every single year. Do what you want to do, whether that's level up your own personal life or start, you know, donating to charity to have more impact, which is the third point. You have freedom, you're making money, but now you're able to have an impact on people, you know, really leave a legacy. We at Grow Factor, we want to genuinely help our clients. I really want to scale the business, not at this point to make more money, but to have more of an impact and to have an impact by empowering entrepreneurs, give them clarity on their financials that they need to make key strategic decisions. And therefore, the risk of failure in their business goes from 96% is the stat now over 10 years. Growth factor clients is 0.5%. So give them much more of a chance of staying in business, but also give them much more of a chance of of being successful. And we know as entrepreneurs, for me, it wasn't always like this. I wasn't always working 20 hours a week. For the first 10 years, I probably worked 60 or 70 hours a week. I worked super hard. I worked on the weekends. I got up at 4.30 in the morning. I worked before the kids woke up. Um, I worked again when they went back to sleep. And for every unit of input of hard work, I want to maximize the profit that and the cash flow that my business is making. So the model states that the three key components of maximizing your profitability are financial mastery, strategy, and tax. And if you can really understand this model of a business, 
you'll really understand where your business is strong, where your business is weak, and where you need to focus your efforts. So first of all, financial mastery. All I want you to use this episode really is a way for you to start thinking about where do I need to focus my time? Where are the risks? Where am I avoiding where I should be paying attention? And where do I maybe need to focus the next quarter, the next year to really have a much more well-rounded business? A business isn't just about focusing on your strengths. Yes, as a CEO, you should spend your time in your zone of genius. However, your business, you need to kind of think about it like spokes on a wheel. If you have these individual spokes, there are nine components to this model. One of them is a 10, one of them's an eight, one of them's a three, one of them's a two. That wheel is not going to be a very round shape and when you try to ride that bike you're not going to get very far very fast and you're probably going to fall off the bike okay it'd be much better to have spokes which represent all these key areas of your business that are all sevens and you've actually now got a round wheel yes you won't get up to as high a top speed but you will make consistent progress so business is about working on your weaknesses and making sure that you're rounded in all areas so financial mastery what does that mean well, we need to have a clear vision in place. I recently read a book, 2X is harder than 10X. It's the other way around. 10X is easier than 2X, which states rightly that you need to have a financial plan. You need to have financial goals. You need to have far-reaching goals that are aspirational and almost things that you don't realistically think that you can achieve. And then you need to make steady progress along the way towards those goals. Now, if you have financial planning in place, and you have the right, the second part is systems and processes. So for us, that's online accounting, weekly bookkeeping, a finance team, a bookkeeper. You can actually measure your progress against your plan. But more importantly, because a lot of the time you won't be on plan and it's not right for an entrepreneur to beat themselves up when they're not achieving their goals, is compare this week to last week. Compare this month to last month. Even better, compare this month to this month of last year and recognize that you are making progress. And if you're not, you'll be able to use the third component, which is your own financial intelligence, to identify from the numbers why you're not making progress in your business. Why is your cash flow the same? Are your sales growing, but your costs are growing out of control? Do you not have enough lead flow? You know, a business should be able to do three things, attract clients, convert clients, and deliver to clients. And by looking at the numbers, you'll be able to clearly see where the issues lie if you're not growing. One of the big mistakes in this area that I've made and we've made with clients is consistently focusing on measuring financial progress against your plan or your long-term vision. As I said, that can result a lot of the time and you're just feeling bad as an entrepreneur. You're all the time beating yourself up because you're not quite on plan and then you'll make different decisions. You'll make much, much more short-term decisions to get back on plan. Whereas it's, it's definitely right to have a long-term financial vision and financial goals, but you should really compare your progress against the past and see, I listened to Stephen Bartlett doing a keynote speech and he spoke really eloquently about the fact that any business that he's invested in or he's a non-exec director of, he will look at the gradient of individual financial lines. So if we draw out your cash flow line along the same gradient as it is now, 
the growth curve of that line, where will it end up in one year, five years, 10 years? That's what he's really concerned about. Is this business growing? Is it stagnant? Is it declining? So financial mastery is the number one area, guys, that you should focus. The only reason that really businesses fail is a lack of understanding of finances from the business owner themselves, and that's you. So you need to take ownership, but you don't have to do it yourself. Get yourself a great accountant, have your bookkeeper, have your accountant, have your tax advisor all in the same place. As soon as you can, hire a virtual CFO so you're having regular meetings every month or every quarter and you're reviewing your finances with someone outside of your business and they're going to give you an honest and forthright opinion of where the risks and opportunities in your business lie. Second part is strategy. I can't tell you the amount of people that I speak to that do not have a business plan. I don't believe in 30-page apprentice-style business plans. I think the moment you've written them, they become out of date. Businesses and the market is changing so quickly and so much that you just can't work with a big, long, fun, you know, strategic plan. We have a system at Grow Factor where we help our clients create a strategic plan on one page. Okay, just one page. It articulates their long-term vision so they can stay motivated. They can understand what they're doing it for, where they're going to be in 10 years. And then it breaks down their goals into five-year, three-year, one-year, three-month goals. So have a strategic plan, have your financial targets, and write down strategically how you are going to execute those targets. The second thing is to planning work in 90-day sprints. You can take two weeks off every 12 weeks if you work really, really hard for 10 weeks across three key projects complete those projects, feel really great about yourself because you've completed three really big projects in your business and then deload for two weeks and reset the next three projects. If you're interested in seeing what that looks like, just comment the word strategy below this video and I will send you details of how you can access a training on the one-page strategic planning. The second part is leverage. As soon as you can, there's a really great book on who, not how. It talks about business owners that try to do everything themselves as their business grows, become the roadblock in their own business's growth. You want to hire the right who's as soon as possible. And leverage means not just leaving them to it, but having a system to leverage what you want to get done to them and without micromanaging managing them but without leaving them totally on their own have a system to support them but allow them to make their own decisions along the way and the third part is operate how do you operate your business read another great book on this that i'd recommend called traction and the prequel to that is rocket fuel which talks about identifying whether you're a visionary or an integrator if you're a visionary which is usually the case as a ceo you know when you're under 100k in sales you're probably going to have to do everything yourself you're going to have to be visionary you're going to have to be integrator you're going to have to be credit control you're going to have to be marketer you're going to have to be salesperson but as soon as you can you want to get back into your zone of genius so for me right now i love creating content i love taking my knowledge that i've built up over the last 15 years and creating videos like this so whether someone becomes a growth factor client or not they can watch this they can take education from it and they can improve their chances of their business being successful. I don't want to get involved in bookkeeping or filing tax returns, chasing for payment from clients or paying bills. I have built a team over a number of years to do all of those things for you. So work out what your zone of genius is. Have a look at online the difference between a visionary and an integrator. Try to understand what you are. You're probably the visionary. And think really quickly about hiring a VA would be the first hire. Hiring people underneath you to do the client work or to help if you're in e-commerce, for example, there's not specific service level client work to do the day-to-day. -day. And who's going to be your integrator? Who's going to work with you as your COO, your chief operating officer? And last part is tax. 
96% or actually 99% I think now of the of the second opinion tax reviews that we do at Business Mastery find overpaid tax. So what we do at Business Mastery is we have a physical desk. We sit there and uh, Tony wants people who come to that event to have the ability to bring their accounts and their tax returns if they're from the UK, put them down on our desk and we have 15 minutes to try and find all the areas that they're overpaying tax. So you can imagine over the last six or seven years through a combination of using software which has artificial intelligence and just our own understanding we've been able to create a checklist to identify the main areas where people overpay tax. If you overpay tax, it's not just an issue that you've paid, say, £5,000 or £10,000 extra tax this year. If you put that back into your business and reinvested it, it could have a compound growth impact. So it could end up being hundreds of thousands of pounds over a longer term period or even millions. It's really, really important that you understand the difference between tax evasion and tax avoidance avoidance is just utilizing the deductions that HMRC puts there for us. They are there for us to deduct against our profits. We want to minimize our taxes and maximize our deductions so that we maximize our cash flow and we can reinvest back into the growth of our business. Tax is about maximizing deductions, having a longer term tax strategy based on what you're doing in your business and thinking about global tactics, which means if you're in the UK, is there an opportunity for you to move some of your business or some of your trade to somewhere outside of the UK, which has a lower tax jurisdiction? So this is the first guys in a series of short videos. I wanted to start with my understanding of what is the best business model or the best things for you to consider to optimize your business and have the best chance of success to get most cash flow per unit of hard work that you're putting in. And for me, it's this, as I said, it took me 10 years to come up with, it looks a bit complicated, but we'll start going through it in the next series of videos. I'll pull out each individual component and do some training on each one. So what are the systems that we recommend? What processes should you put in? And so on and so forth. So I hope this was useful. Focus on those three key things, mastering your finances, having a clear strategy and a strategic planning process and minimizing your taxes. And your business will be more profitable. It will have higher growth rates and it will have a much lower chance of failure. I'm Simon Kalu. I'm the CEO and founder of Grow Factor. And I will see you in the next episode of Founder Stories Business Class.